Welcome back, baseball fans, to another edition of On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. And this is going to be episode three. I'm joined today by a new voice. Go ahead and say hi, Jeff. Hey, how we doing? So this week, we're going to go over the top three rotations in the Major League Baseball, the teams that we think have the best and who they are and what they might possibly be able to do. We're going to talk about some players that are in the position to have a comeback season. They've done some great things in the past, and they have had a little bit of a slump. And moving forward, those sparks once again. We're going to do a little opening day recap. Fantastic opening day from Watch the Baseball. Just day one was for the ages already, so super excited about that. If that's the telltale sign for the rest of the year, definitely. We're going to go over the standings so far. Obviously, it's only three to four games deep on most, so it's not a lot to talk about, but we're going to do our NCAA baseball update at the end of it. We do what we always do, talk one fact about baseball. That you... So starting off, we're going to talk about our top three rotations, and I'm going to let Jeff start it off. So Jeff, what do you got for your top three? All right. So coming in at number three for me, I got the Houston Astros. Uh, last year, they finished with a 3.63 ERA, which is the second best in the AL, uh, fifth best overall. Uh, you get Verlander back. I know you lose Grinky to the Royals, but uh, not like he had a great year last year anyway. He had an ERA over four. Uh, so between Verlander, Valdez, Garcia, uh, Odorizzi, Javier, and Urquidy, um, I just think they're really strong this year. Uh, and, you know, they had a strong performance there in the playoffs last season. I got them coming in at three. Copy that. Uh, my second team, I got the White Sox coming in. So they were actually the best in the AL last year. They had a 3.57 ERA overall. Um, lose Rodon to the Giants. Um, and Lance Lynn does have that injury, so you're going to lose him for over a month. Even then, you still got Giolito, you got Cease, you got uh, Dallas Ketchel, Michael Kopech. And Cease, I'm especially excited about this season. Last year, his strikeout rate, well, in 2020, his strikeout rate was 17.3%. And last year, it upped to 31.9%. And he was able to lower his walk rate as well. So I think he's going to be a standout this year. So White Sox, real strong. And I actually have them going to the World Series this year. All right, who's, your, who's your top pick? Top pick, I got the Brewers. So I think I think it's hands down the Brewers. Uh, you got Woodruff, uh, Corbin Burns, you know, won the Cy Young. With the NL last year, Freddie Peralta, Lauer, Ashby. Um, I mean, it's that's a they're a tough pitching staff right there. To start out, they uh, every single pitcher last year had an ERA plus of 132, which is 32 percent better than the league average. So, I mean, it's it's just a tough team. Even though they had a tough outing against the Cubs this weekend, uh, they'll probably be able to shake it off and get back to normal. So. Brewers very tough this year. I completely see that. Like, definitely, that's why we uh, we discussed our picks beforehand because I jump on your toes. But you know, definitely were one of mine before. So I'm gonna start with Giants. Giants are my number three pick as far as rotations go. You've got Webb, Rodon. You've got D. Scalafani. Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. These names are hard to. You've got Wood and you've got Cobb. You know, San Francisco entered the offseason with only Webb do return. San Francisco entered the offseason with only Webb due to return to a rotation that ranked third in the majors in ERA with like 3.44 last season. 
Rhode Island's a question mark, especially health-wise, after only 43 innings the second half of last season. I think that the you only know, led by Webb, who is a brilliant 20s at 135 ERA, um, and that's 148. And I think that they're they're really poised. Obviously, you know, whatever they did in the postseason, they showed that they keep up with the Dodgers. That was spectacular one to watch. I'm definitely mm-hmm. excited about moving on to my second pick. It's Blue Jays. You've got Jose Barrios, uh, Kevin Guzman, Jin Ru. Is that how you say his name? Jin Ru. Yeah, Mahano, I think so. Kiki Chi. Again, this seems like I'm, I'm hard of time saying. You've definitely got a, a wide rotation of guys from that. Obviously, uh, they got departure of the uh, AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. They could field a even better rotation, ranked sixth in the majors of la- in ERA last year. So, you know, obviously they picked up Guzman this year. I think they're solid. They showed what they could do in the AL. I think what that came down to the last game was in for them to possibly make the playoffs. Yep, sure did. That was a so, crazy finish in the West. <laughs> yeah. So, and obviously we've shown that AL East is you know, right. fantastic contenders. Red Sox, you've got the Yankees, you've got the Rays, you've got the Blue Jays. I mean, it's like those are four top tier teams. Just and with now with this expansion, the playoffs, I really feel like teams like that that maybe had one, it potentially allows them to not necessarily have to rely on them, possibly see what they can do in the playoffs and put a run. They could have really done well last year if it would have. And then, yeah, for sure. and then my top number one team again. I'm surprised you didn't pick this, but I'm glad we go beforehand. <laughs> is the Mets. You've got Jacob deGrom. You've got Max Scherzer. Obviously, these two are injury reserves right now. They've got a little bit going on, but they will be back eventually. Um, We had a discussion a couple episodes ago about at the end of the year, I'm going to calculate how many pitches Scherzer made. I'm going to divide that by the massive amount of money making per per year. I'm going to figure out exactly how many how much money he made per because it's got to be just, just no, it's got to be <laughs> like every time you threw the ball, you 15k, something like mm-hmm. that. Then you've got uh, Bassett, Karasako, and Walker. I mean, the Mets have the most accomplished one two punch in with the Grom and Scherzer, um, five Cy Young awards, and 11 top five finishing. That just says all you can write. Um, obviously, they're at risk with Grom's elbow, was an issue last season's age. He's 37. You might say something, saw Clemens pitch into. Obviously, we don't know how much of that had with Scherzer's age of 37. He's got over t- almost 2,700 inning of regular season pitching and postseason. Obviously, you've got uh, Karasako coming off an elbow injury and had a bad season knee surgery. So you've got you've got a great rotation, some injuries that hopefully if these injuries contain themselves, really good pitching. Right. So funny enough, that's actually why I left them out of my top threes because I'm so worried about the injuries with them. I'm just worried about the health of the pitching staff. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's a big question mark. Moving on to our second topic of the season, we're going to talk about a player who is poised a comeback. Obviously, we've had a lot of players do some great things and they fall off and some never come back. That's sad. We've seen a lot of guys do that. Particularly, there's Jacoby Ellsbury. He just had a fun with the Red Sox and, you know, signed with the thought. Okay, he had an off year and then we're quite recovered from that, ended up retiring. But who is a player that you think is poised to have a comeback season? So I got Matt Chapman having a comeback year, especially going to the Blue Jays, new team. Uh, you know, he still had a ton of power last season. He hit 27 home runs, but his average was only 210. And he was striking out over 200 times last. Um, I mean, the guy's like one of the best defensive players in the game. Uh, so I would really like to see him getting on base more often. Uh, last season, he actually only had 18 extra base hits the entire year. Are you kidding so, me? 
Yeah, I know. It's it's insane. So I mean, he had all that power with the home runs, but I mean, those strikeouts, I think this year, yeah, I'm looking for him. Get on base a little more often, drive in those runs. All right, all right. That's a good one. All right, I think I'm going to go with uh, Philly shortstop D.D. Gregorius. The Philly signing Gregorius looked like one of those tactical moves that you thought was really perfect for them. 2020, you thought it might, but he ended up with the worst numbers of already kind of a sorted career. I don't want to consistent, but it's, I think he had an OPS in 2021 of 639. Obviously, they're, the Phillies have a stacked lineup this year adding Schwarber it just I'm really excited just to watch some of those games so I I think that if he if he stay consistent hit that ball um that might have a a definitely better season Uh, obviously his past career he's had a great great job so opening day was a lot of fun this year (laughs) a lot of cool stuff going on uh you know I think one of the main things is the introduction to Pitchcom uh, with some of the teams electing to use that. So getting our first look at that, you know, trying to avoid the sign steal. Um, but a lot of stories with opening day. You Darvish with the Padres throwing six no-hit innings just for the end of the night to come and Seth Beer slamming a three-run walk-off on National Beer Day. <laughs> I mean, how fun is that? <laughs> yeah, I think the pitch calm was definitely like a thing for me. Like I was really excited when they introduced that. And I know that the I heard like some back and forth here between the pitchers of saying like some guys are like, I'm never going to use that. That's just, that's trash. You know, I'm, I've, I've spent my entire career, you know, even going like going all the way back to, you know, little league and stuff like looking at my catcher to find out what, you know, what we're going to, we're going to do. And, and now right. this, you know, and then other pitchers are like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what I need. I to, it's an interesting topic. And we were going to definitely bring that up on future episodes. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yep, I think it's interesting how some of the teams say they absolutely love it and some are do not want anything to do with it. We're sticking to how we've always played the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see moving forward. I think with, I'm going to say the BS, that's the Astros and what they were able to do in 2017. I think it's a good thing for baseball moving forward. Any of this, and we've talked about it again. We talked about it in a pre- committee that's been put together by major listing of players, umpires, were picked by major changes, decisions, obviously. And- True. Yeah, the only one of the other difficulties with it, though, is they said that uh, sometimes the Spanish option, uh, I heard that sometimes their translation doesn't always come through as clear. So, you know, as you're the catcher, you're calling for down away and you're not getting that pitch. I could see an issue there, especially if, you know, you've got a pitcher that's, you know, from a Spanish speaking country or anywhere else and struggles with English. Yeah, could have an issue with that, right? Why did he? Why did he ask for a chicken salad? <laughs> well, there was definitely uh, a lot of great things that happened in opening day. Obviously, there was uh, three walk-offs, uh, including two that took place in extra innings. One of them was that game in Detroit. The White Sox led. Uh, Tigers tied it in the eighth with a single by Miguel Cabrera. Obviously, Miggy's shown that he still has it. Um, the Red Sox, Yankees played another classic opening day. Garrett Cole got off to a rough start, but allowed like Rafael Devers hit like was it a two-run or a three-run? Oh, I think it was, I think it was a two run initially. So yeah. Just shows how, how I didn't like him when he first came to the league and the Red Sox, but uh, he definitely shown that he's got not only the skill behind him with the bat, but the skill on. Um, but then Anthony Rizzo spoiled any of that. Uh, the Red Sox were doing it of his own. Rizzo, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I honestly thought he, off the offseason, I thought he would go somewhere that trade. I think he's last year. Okay, you know. You don't normally see them stay after they've been traded the last year, their last half of their contract. We'll see. 
We'll see what yeah. he does. Um, actually, we talked about the no hitter over Hugh Darvish and the no hitter Sean Mena. Um, went yeah. seven no hittings for, in his Padres debut. So that was like 88. I think that was definitely a, a fantastic opening day. Um, every game so far, we've had some highlights. Obviously, uh, the podcast will even some bench clearing moments, two games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of tension there. Uh, between the the Mets there, <laughs> yeah, it was like two, like two. I was like, you know, stay on your benches, guys. If we don't, you know, it's not that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when uh, Lindor took that one to the face. I I don't know, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I know he's trying to lay the bunt down, but yeah, they said they. I mean, I think that was four hits and a certain amount of at bats, and <laughs> they were like, all right, something's got to give here. Yeah, yeah, three the game before, and then that one and. The thing is, I don't think he was aiming for his head. I think it, I think the ball just got away from him. It just happened I to agree. be when you lay down that bunt, you're putting your face close into that target area. Sad to see, but stricter on, on throwing those games out, and putting a little bit more of a punishment if that happens. You know, you get mm-hmm. even even if it's an accident. Guess what? Three games, you're out, or your next start, you're out. You know, some type of thing like that. You know, it only does to protect. And so, right. if you're saying that you're going to be suspended, or you're going, you know, possibly fined each time you hit a batter, it's going to happen a little bit less, maybe. And though, know, obviously, there's going to be some pitchers that are just got to hair up their ass and going to say, you know what, <laughs> this is worth fifty grand. I'm just going right. to throw this ball at this guy. I mean, like, check I'm willing to pay. So. For sure. All right, moving on, we're going to talk about the standings in the American League and the National League. Obviously, as we said before, we're only about three or four games into season so far, so there's not a lot to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of go over their win and loss totals. I'm not really going to get into this behind. And so we've got the American League AL East. you got the Tampa Bay Rays with an O record, followed by the New York Yankees with a 2-0 record. Yankees and Red Sox are playing right now. As you got Toronto at 2-1. Red Sox at one two and Baltimore in three. You got the American League Central with the Chicago White Sox at the two and one record. Kansas City Royals also at a two and one record. You've got Cleveland, Detroit, and Minneapolis at a one and two record. And the AL West shows Houston at the three and one record. Seattle two and one record. Oakland, Texas, and the Angels all sitting at one and actually Oakland and Texas sitting at one. The Angels sitting at three. Then you got in the National East, you've got the Mets at a three and one, Phillies at a two and one, Atlanta two and two. You've got Miami at one and two, and Washington three. National League Central, she's the Cubs at two and one, the Cardinals two and one, Cincinnati Reds two and two, the Brewers one and two, and Pittsburgh National League West shows the Padres at three and one, the Rockies at two and one, San Francisco Giants, the Dodgers at one and two. And the Arizona Diamondbacks and in three. Jeff, any of that stand out to you? Anything that you're surprised at? Yeah, I was real surprised with the uh, the Cubs outing. I'm not ex- wasn't expecting too much out of the Cubs this year, but they put out some strong games against the Brewers. Uh, Seiya Suzuki hitting a homer earlier today, and then you know he had his first National League hit at the opening day game. Uh, yeah, Burns got burned <laughs> that first one. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Right. And uh, then the Dodgers also surprised me, losing the series to the Rockies. Uh, so some interesting early early looks. Yeah, well, obviously it's early, and you know, there's 
a lot can go on. People just kind of get their, their feet a little bit and, you know, get, get used to that grind. That is uh, obviously it was a shortened spring trainings, get to see guys in full, full stride going. So we've got 162 games. There's a lot of baseball, a lot to talk about. Six to recap that what happens. Moving on to our division one NCAA rankings you've got the tennessee at a 27 and one record rank number one they were previous rank of one as well arkansas staying at number two and five record you got virginia at a 25 and three record they're number three and they were previously four you've got number four texas tech as four and six record they were previously ranked number seven and state at a seven record they were previously ranked three, so a few of those losses put them down number five. You've got number six, Oklahoma State, at an eight record. They stay at six. You've got a number seven, Texas, at a 29 record. They ranked eight, pre little flip-flop with Miami, ranked eighth. And then six record, you've got Ole Miss at nine with a 19 and eight record. Uh, 10 previous. The biggest jump that we saw in the NCAA was for 10, Texas State, with in six record. They were ranked, obviously, we're going to keep watching these rankings as we move to college that happens and may look out. For. And to finish this episode off, we are going to discuss one fact about baseball that maybe you knew or didn't know. And I'm going to let Jeff go first on this one. Yeah, so let's try to look for an interesting one. So found out that there had been, so in recorded history, we've got 30 ultimate Grand Slams. So ultimate Grand Slam, a walk-off when the team's trailing by three runs and it's final at bat. But there's only one inside the park ultimate grand slam in, in all of recorded MLB history. And it was recorded by Roberto Clemente. Nice. So who else, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's a, I've <laughs> got to do it. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't, you know, Joe Schmo that but <laughs> right. so you're saying so you're saying they were down three runs is an ultimate grand slam. They're down three runs and they had to score four to do it. Yep. Yep. And their final at bat, two outs. Wow. What year yeah, was that? Do you, that did, crazy. Did you able to look that up? Oh, I'm not sure what the year was on that one. Um, I know the m- most recent one, which was not inside the park, obviously. Uh, the most recent one was actually reported by the Brewers in 2019, I believe. But it had been a little stretch before that. All right, we'll definitely have to you know, Obviously, I'm already thinking he's done not only on the field, but off though that just. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this, and it's a kind of a two-part question. So do you know what team holds the record for the most wins? Most wins in a season. Hmm. Just because of history, I'm going to guess the Yankees, maybe? No. So the Seattle Mariners hold the record for the most wins in 116. Uh, the record of 116 wins is with Seattle Mariners in 2001, I'm sorry, and the Chicago Cubs in 19. So 100 and obviously the 1906 Cubs, I don't want to know exactly how. They didn't play 100. I wonder mm-hmm. what that game structure, like how many games. Obviously, they won 116 games out of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> that was an interesting one for 2001 Mariners a lot of a lot of hope there. yeah it's crazy <laughs> sad sad all right well I just want to thank Jeff for coming on for this episode of on deck presented by deep dive sports uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear your voice again to add your knowledge yeah I had a lot of fun and guys look forward to this episode coming out on Monday you can find it your podcast at location music Amazon and Spotify. And as always, we are on deck presented by Deep Dive Sports, and we are out. Baseball is America's pastime. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of On Deck as much as we have. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports. 
or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. As always, we are on deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.